Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode Andrelton to the rescue and ask me questions if I was confusing. Through the 99-day lockout, people were asking, so what are the Cubs going to do? What are the Cubs going to do? What are the Cubs going to do? Are they going to go out and sign Freddie Freeman? Are they going to go out and sign Carlos Correa? Are they going to bring back Nick Castellanos? Bated breath. Bated breath. The first thing the Cubs do is sign Andrelton Simmons. The Cubs signed Andrelton Simmons, or will sign Andrelton Simmons. My guess is (coughs) Simmons... (coughs) will be added to the 60-man roster, or the 40-man roster, um, probably the day that um, Cody Hoyer can be put on the 60-day injured list. So then that day, there's no need to do anything as far as the rostering. Um, Andrelton Simmons is exactly the type of move that people, that a lot of Cubs fans were hoping against because that indicates they're not all in for 2022. But guess what? It's exactly the kind of move that makes sense for them, for now, because... Jed Hoyer values 2023 and 2024 more than 2022. And you know what? From Jed Hoyer's perspective, it makes perfect sense to value the future more than the present. Andrelton Simmons is coming for a paltry $4 million for a one-year deal. If he's terrible, oh well. If he's really good... Then there's two options. Then there's two options. If he's really good and he is keeping the Cubs in the playoff hunt and the Cubs are chasing down the Milwaukee Brewers or the St. Louis Cardinals or whoever the hell it is, then maybe you ride with it. But if at the deadline... July deadline, July 31st, whenever it is. If Anderson Simmons is playing defense well, like he usually does, and there's a team that, hey, you know what? We could use another shortstop just in case our shortstop gets hurt. We should probably have another good shortstop on our roster just in case somebody, like, breaks a leg. We should probably have someone else available just in case because I, that, then you trade him Andrelton Simmons. 
I was having a chit chat 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 on Twitter with someone about Wilson Contreras today. Now I know many of you are very um partisan Wilson Contreras fans and that's cool. That's good. That's that's appropriate. That makes sense. He is a very valued player to have in the organization. And the person kept moving the goalposts. Said that um, Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt for Wilson Contreras. Said, hmm, that's really interesting. What was the trade for Anthony Rizzo last year? And eventually kept moving the goalposts, kept moving the goalposts, kept moving the goalposts, and then eventually said, well, Contreras, he's good, but he's not worth that much. He's not worth that much. He's not worth prospects. We can just go out and spend money and get somebody who's better. Well, I don't know who's better than Wilson Contreras that you can get for money just now, but okay, whatever. Uh, eventually, I said, you know what? If, you want, if, he, if the Yankees don't want to win, that's fine. I have no problem if the Yankees want to watch someone else lift the piece of metal in October or November. No worries with it. No qualms with it. No problems with it whatsoever. If the Yankees want to watch someone else lift the piece of metal in November, they should do that. But if they want to add Wilson Contreras, they have to step up to the big dollar table and surrender something kind of close to what the Cubs want, which is prospects, because that's how it gets done. That's what the Cubs are looking at now. The Cubs are not looking at eight years and however many million for a shortstop or a right fielder. Or no, That's not who they are. It's not who they are. Jed Hoyer is entirely banking everything regarding his future employment on the Cubs properly developing prospects. That is completely, entirely, and totally what he's banking his future on. The Cubs are going to be good at developing prospects. And if you're going to bank everything on, I'm going to believe totally in prospects. Andrelton Simmons makes every sense in the world because now Andrelton Simmons can play shortstop and Nico Horner doesn't have to and Nick Madrigal doesn't have to. The Cubs basically have three or even four, if you want to throw in Sergio Alcantara, middle infielders that they can just roll with early on. They're not any good. Well, that's not necessarily the point. 2022 is not the priority. Marcus Stroman and Kyle Hendricks will benefit from having Andrelton Simmons at shortstop. Simmons is very good defensively. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's very good defensively. Put him out there, bat him seventh, bat him eighth, whatever. 
That kid can even bat him ninth. Simmons as a free agent, one year, four million to the Cubs, is what's out there for the Cubs. That's what the Cubs are doing. And for all the people who are angry because the Cubs ought to be spending $240 million or $230 million or $270 million a year, you're certainly entitled to think that. Jed Hoyer doesn't owe you a darn thing. Tom Ricketts doesn't owe you anything. They're going with a plan. They're going with a plan. Their plan is, I think, player development is the way of the future. Spending $4 million on Andrelton Simmons gives them a defensive-minded shortstop, which makes Marcus Stroman, which makes Kyle Hendricks, which makes every pitcher that's getting infield ground balls a better pitcher. Makes them all better pitchers. If you're buying into the premise of Cubs being sinker heaven, get Andrelton Simmons. He's not going to win them a division. He's not going to get them to the LCS. I know that, you know that. That's not what the Cubs are right now. Andrelton Simmons does not cost the Cubs a second-round draft pick. I haven't been to the Facebook sites, the blogs, the everything, to hear people complain about, why did they get Simmons? When you saw what happened, the trades... Even the Stroman signing. There is a punishment for signing a um, qualifying free agent. There is a punishment. There are multiple punishments for signing um, restrict uh, qualifying offer free agents. Jed Hoyer doesn't want to pay that penalty. Doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with Tom Ricketts. Jed Hoyer doesn't want to do it. He's completely willing to slow play everything in the universe to rely upon how well will the Cubs develop talent over the next 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 14 years. That's what he's banking on. Maybe he'll get it right, maybe he'll get it wrong. You can enjoy the Andrelton Simmons signing. You can not enjoy the Andrelton Simmons signing. My five-minute warrant, uh, um, the five-minute rule. I didn't even really have to research Simmons much. I know about him. He's good defensively. He doesn't hit. You know what trades? A shortstop that can play shortstop. By the end of the trade deadline, somebody's going to want a player like Andrelton Simmons. If he's playing well, if he's hitting a little bit, if he's playing good shortstop, he trades. And then the next offseason, they sign another guy like Andrelton Simmons. 
Then they sign another guy like Andrelton Simmons until they have a guy at the major league level who's already better than Andrelton Simmons. You go out and you claim Frank Schwindel on waivers. Then you put in Frank Schwindel at first base. Then you leave in Frank Schwindel at first base. You keep rolling out a guy like Frank Schwindel until you have a guy in the minor leagues who's better than Frank Schwindel. You re- sign Patrick Wisdom to a minor league deal. Call up Patrick Wisdom when you need a third baseman because your other third baseman is injured. Or your other third baseman has to play right field for a while. Or whatever the reason was. And you give Patrick Wisdom a look. Is this guy any good? We're still arguing that one. Bring in Rafael Ortega. Have him as the backup to Jock Peterson. At the deadline, you trade Jock Peterson. Get a first baseman for him. First base prospect for him. Plug in Rafael Ortega in Jock Peterson's spot. And Rafael Ortega has a couple of really good months filling in for Jock Peterson. Is he any good or not? We don't know. But he's still making league minimum. That's where the Cubs are now. That's where the Cubs are now. And there are a number of people who are angry. The Cubs should never. That's where the Cubs are now. Jed Hoyer is banking on developing, developing players is going to win. Is he going to guess right in July during the draft? Is he going to guess right in the second round and get the optimal player in the second round of the draft? I don't know. But it's easier to guess the right guy in the second round of the draft if you have the pick in the second round in the draft. As opposed to if you gave it up because of signing someone to a qualifying offer. I wouldn't have minded the Cubs signing Carlos Correa necessarily. But Jed Hoyer is banking on players developing. That's what Jed Hoyer is banking on. And... If you're even remotely surprised by that, even remotely surprised that Andrelton Simmons was the type of player that the Cubs would sign, you haven't been paying attention recently. You just haven't. All the telltale signs pointed. It was so obvious that Andrelton Simmons made sense. I didn't even think of it. Oh, Andrelton Simmons. Yeah, of course it'd be him. One-year deal for Andrelton Simmons. Yeah, why not? Makes absolute perfect sense. And for all the people who want to jump off the bus because the Cubs aren't spending on Carlos Correa, oh, well, jump off the bus. I don't think any of us really care a whole lot. Andrelton Simmons is the type of guy that makes sense for Jed Hoyer and um, Carter Hawkins' universe. They're the guys that make sense. 
They're the guys that make sense. They're exactly what was going to happen. They're exactly what did happen. I'm not going to say get used to it. You don't have to get used to it. You can object to it all you want. Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins are about player development primarily. There you go. It's where we are. And I'm more interested in Myrtle Beach, South Bend, Tennessee, and Iowa games in April than I am about Chicago Cubs games in April. Thanks for stopping by.